Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of What's in the Pod, hosted by me, Ben Grabia. On today's episode, I'm joined by my Auntie Aaron to discuss the 1985 movie, The Goonies. Um, this movie's awesome. This movie is such a great summer movie, and actually, when I was watching it to get ready for the pod, I didn't realize that the movie is set in October. I, I had no idea. I thought it was in, I don't know, June, July-ish the whole time. So that's a first. So this movie's actually set in October, but it's such a great summer movie. And if you haven't watched it in a while, I suggest you watch it again. Um, without, further th- without further ado, let's get into the pod. I'll hit you so hard that when you wake up, your clothes will be out of style. Cue the music. Hello, and welcome to another episode of What's in the Pod. I'm joined by my Auntie Erin, and we're going to discuss Goonies. Welcome to the show. I, f- I hear you're like kind of a big fan. Uh, you know, I've listened to a few, like no big deal. No, like everyone, tell everybody about it. Long time listener, first time guest, very excited. You're losing your what's in the pod virginity, as I like to say. <laughs> it's odd. It's an odd way to speak to your end, but okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we'll just move on. Um uh... <laughs> so you've seen the Goonies I'm sure like uh, plenty millions of times what was it like watching the Goonies with these categories and like more of a structure in mind so it was different I've heard like a few people talk about if it's a movie that you really love it's hard to like be critical which I definitely found don't know how critical I can be or I'm willing to be with this movie because it means a lot but um but yeah it was cool it was like fun to do a real deep dive too like I think because it's an older movie I hadn't really you know I don't look up stuff that happened on set like I would with maybe a newer movie so it was cool to learn all that sort of stuff um but I also found myself a lot of times like I'd have my notes and the questions and then I would just forget and like half an hour later I'd be like oh shit because I just get into the movie so I watched it like so many times over the last few days which is great never gets old Yeah, a lot of people have said that they have a really hard time like stopping and starting movies because you get into the flow of the movie and you stop in like a really weird part that you wouldn't usually stop or like even a TV commercial wouldn't even stop for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to do the basic background of the movie and then we'll get into the top five and then we'll just get rolling. All right. Sounds good. Goonies was released on June 7th, 1985. It follows a group of young misfits who call themselves the Goonies. They find an ancient map and set out on an adventure to find a legendary pirate's long-lost treasure. Written by Christopher Columbus and Steven Spielberg, directed by Richard Donner, and starring Sean Astin, Josh Brolin, Jeff Cohen, Corey Feldman, Terry Green, Martha Plimpton, Ki Hoi Kwan, sorry, Ki, and John Matsuzak and Anne Ramsey. It cost $19 million to make and made $124 million at the box office. Did pretty pretty well pretty well yeah well. not too shabby all right so for today's top five i asked aaron to do top five movies with the predominant predominantly child cast excluding the goonies because we're going to talk about that a lot so um give me your number five we'll go back and forth till we get to number one okay uh for number five i had it oh yeah so, yeah 
So I'm, I'm a big fan of the original like TV movie, obviously, and those kids were okay, but this new cast of kids from the new one, like phenomenal, so good, love them. Do you like, yeah, so you like the new one more? I guess is what I'm trying to ask. Mm, it's tough. I have like such a, just a soft spot for the old one because it, I just watched it so many times growing up. Um, and there are parts that I still like, like I actually prefer Pennywise in the old one yeah. <laughs> as opposed to the new one. But obviously, no, the new ones are like, there's some really bad stuff <laughs> in yeah. the first one. And this one gets rid of all that. So yeah, it was yeah. great. I loved it. I love both of them. So my number five, we talked about off air that we weren't really like too super, super proud of our list because it was just like, I don't yeah. know, there's not that many, but so my number five, I, I felt like I had to put it in, but I don't really like the movie, but I just, I felt like I had to, I just put ET, not like the biggest fan of the movie. Like, I don't know. I just, I've seen it once and I honestly don't even really want to watch it again, but you kind of have to wow. put it in. It's really good. I, I, I have ET, but it's much higher than five. All right. Well then when you get to it, you can like make the pitch for why it's so good. Oh man. I just don't love it that much. Okay. So you're number four. My number four is Sandlot. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one, which, and also in doing this, I sort of realized that I actually haven't seen it in a long time Mm -hmm. and I kind of really want to watch it again. Um, Yeah. It's a classic. It's great. I'm, I'm like, my number four is also a baseball movie, but it's not Sandlot because I forgot about Sandlot. So um, <laughs> my number four is the Bad News Bears. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I really, really like the original, original one. Um, I honestly cannot remember who the coach is, but he was a big actor. I can't remember his name. Uh, yeah. That guy. But anyways, yeah. Bad News Bears is just like what I love. Baseball and like comedy movies. And it's so funny. It's so dumb. <laughs> like. Like one of my baseball teams that I coach, we're playing bad and stuff. We just call ourselves the Bad News Bears. Like everyone still does. It's it's funny. So um, that's our number four. That's a good one. I didn't think of that one either. But yeah, that's a great. I like down a lot more though, so I'm kind of pissed I didn't put it there. But <laughs> we'll just like make a new list after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Revise next week. We'll do another episode of our our top fives. Yeah. <laughs> Your number three. Okay, my number three, I had Super 8. Yeah, that's a good one. Which I feel like is like a really underrated movie. Like no one ever talks about Super 8. I know we love it. Yeah. Like, I feel I, like, no one, like no one that I know, including one of my friends, is like, that's a terrible movie. Like, get out of here. It's, it's a great movie. I, I was on the Back to the Future pod and we were doing top five underrated Spielberg movies that were like any movie that he was a part of. So like directed, produced, writ, whatever. And that was my number oh. one, Super 8. And I think the guest that I was on, it was like, what? <laughs> like, I don't think uh, he knew it, but I, I maybe he did. Like, I'm sorry if you did, Ben, but like, I'm pretty sure he did. But Super 8 is basically Goonies and Stranger Things and like uh, mm-hmm. all these adventure, Stand By Me, all these adventure kids movies, but like scarier. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like it could be a, a, a technically a sequel to Goonies. Like it's the same. Yeah. Do you remember when we saw it? Yes, I do. It and was, we were like was, in like the first row and it was yeah. awful. <laughs> but it was like our necks were like so cranked. I remember it was such an awesome it's like a really you won't forget those. You don't I don't ever forget the movies I saw in the first row. I also saw the first Wonder Woman and it's not even that good of a movie, but I saw it in the first row. Yeah, so you never forget it. Yeah. It's so painful. 
It sucks. Yeah. Yeah, and you see such a small part of the screen, like, <laughs> just like tunnel vision, essentially, or you're like swinging your head into the next seat. Like, yeah, yeah. it's it's horrible. <laughs> okay, it's so my number three is School of Rock, and I'm not cheating, right? Like, I know it's about Jack Black, but like everyone else is a child. That's that's a good one, right? Totally, it's majority kids. Yeah. Yeah. So School of Rock, I already talked about it on the pod, so. I don't have to say how much I love it, but I, it's my number three. That's a great movie. I'm mad that I didn't put that. Such yeah. a good movie. Every yeah. every everything you're saying, I'm like fuck, and then everything I'm saying, you're like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so my number two is ET. All right, make the case for ET. Because it's fucking ET, man. Like, how can you not have ET? Like, young Drew Barrymore. Like, she's adorable. That was Spielberg too, right? Yeah. Did E.T. like did E.T. like stop the world? Was it one of those movies? I think so. I mean, I was pretty young, but I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know, I just didn't like maybe the I kind of watched it in like a really weird time where I was kind of in and out and I just didn't really want to watch a movie at that time and I was kind of forced to watch it. So like maybe I'll give it another chance. I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. And I can see like from your age range like watching it when you were younger probably being like okay well this just like looks like shit <laughs> whatever shit. but when you get older like it's like how anybody watches that movie without crying I don't understand like you have no soul <laughs> yeah. but I love it yeah so that's my number two my number two is what I think to be the best Harry Potter movie and um we can have the conversation maybe another time but I think it's Prisoner of Azkaban so I just picked one of the Harry Potters, but Prisoner of Azkaban is the best movie in the series, like no doubt about it, like cinema wise and like story wise and all that stuff. It was the first, it's the first Harry Potter where like it actually got dark and cool. Where like the first two were like, this is for children. And then Prisoner of Azkaban is like, oh, it's kind of like 14A, like it's kind of scary. And yeah, I love that movie. Like I think that movie is the best movie out of the eight that they've made. So yeah, I agree. It's my favorite too. And you're totally right. Like it, totally is like whoa yeah what is happening? like this is crazy mm-hmm. um yeah and i love that one too you get gary olden like you actually get like a good act like a really yeah 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 no it's awesome so i actually like weirdly enough i didn't have any harry potters on my list i had it as an honorable mention mm-hmm. and the reason being because there's so many like important adult characters in those movies i find that obviously yeah the kids are like the main characters but there's just so many important adult characters in it. So that's why I didn't put them. But like, obviously, Harry Potter's amazing. Yeah. Love it. I, I thought about that too, but then I almost like, ah, when you host the pod, you can find a loophole. <laughs> yeah, you can do whatever you want. Absolutely. <laughs> I would. <laughs> What's your number one? <laughs> okay, but I just have to tell you what my other honorable mention was, but I wasn't going to say it. But now that you said that, I had the land before time because I was like, they're baby dinosaurs. <laughs> That movie, no, no, ridiculous. I would have been like, no, <laughs> another never one. invited back. Stop, cut it, call Mickey, get him, talk about Goonies. Yeah, I see, I see. I don't even know, Mickey. I don't even know if he's seen him. We never really talk about it, so yeah, he's never seen Goonies. Well, okay, well, I don't know because we've never really talked about it. Yeah, that's a bold statement to make. No, no, I'm sorry, like, I don't know, like, I we just never have never like had a conversation about it. Gotcha, okay, fair enough. 
All right, we're good, we're chill. <laughs> we're good, yeah, we're good. Um, my number one is Stand By Me. Yeah, that's mine too. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, I knew it. I knew it when you said it. Stand By Me is one of like the best movies I've ever seen in my life and it's by with a bunch of kids and it's with the best child actor ever before he passed away, so. River Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I have obviously like soft spot for Macaulay Culkin because, you know, like Home Alone and stuff, but like River Phoenix was like, could have won Oscars when he was like 11, I think. Totally would have, for sure. Such a sad story. And the thing about Stand By Me is that it's fun. You get all of it. It's funny, but it's like super heartfelt. It is really coming of age. And it's a Stephen King novel, which is crazy. Do you think, okay, so whose career do you think River Phoenix would have like kind of had? Ooh, I've heard um, like, like Leo before Leo, like he would have kind of went that way. Yeah, probably. I mean, and he was super good friends with Johnny Depp. So probably along that where you do like some pretty odd out there stuff, mm-hmm. like real character um, driven performances. Um, but yeah, probably Leo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's too bad. Cause like Joaquin's also had like an amazing career too. That could, it could have been like the two of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's so sad. Um, but yeah, great movie. Stand by me was I don't know about you, but like when I asked this question to you, and that was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Oh, I had number one immediately. It was yeah. Like it was like, Stand by me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is, and it, it's, and then you were like excluding Goonies, and I was like, oh, okay, because that would obviously be number two or like very closely tied to one. Yeah. 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 But then it would be like we do the pod before we even get into the pod. So like now that. We're segueing into Goonies. Let's let's talk about it now. Um, hey. Do you remember what it was like the first time you watched it? Like, do you remember that? No? I don't. So it was 85, so I would have been two years old oh. when it came out. So not a lot of memories from that time in my life. Um, but I asked the Suze, my mom, your grandma, um, and she said that I watched it at a pretty young age because obviously Andy would have been like 10 at the time. So I probably would have watched it fairly young. She said the main thing that she really remembered was that I, I loved Sloth, like right away. She had a real soft spot for him. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, I think for me, the first time I watched it was, I think it was around you guys, like you and my dad and, and stuff. And I, I remember thinking, I'm pretty sure maybe, I don't know if you remember this, but like, I think I thought like, well, I do think Mouth is the best character in the movie, but I remember still after a while, like he's the funniest to me, but I think as a kid, yeah. I, I still thought that too. Um, yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy that this movie is, has held up so well because I'd have some stuff about it later, but like, it doesn't look that good. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> and, and it's like, it's it's crazy because I'm, I'm sure you're like I don't really like it but like you're a huge Stranger Fin Stranger Things fan. How much mm-hmm. how much does Stranger Things take from Goonies? Do you think? Oh, a ton! Like they're so. I mean, obviously the time frame that, that Stranger Things is set in the '80s and mm-hmm. Goonies was done in the '80s. Um, it's clearly such a huge influence on Stranger Things. And yeah, mm-hmm. I love Stranger Things. And it just has that same vibe, right? Of like yeah. group of pals going out saving the day yeah and yeah the other thing too is that it's 
it's literally like when you talk about the predominantly child actors like it's literally all of them are kids except for i guess for the fratellis but like they're not even in it that much they're maybe 15 minutes of screen time yeah, yeah. and i don't know how old is brolin in this movie probably like probably, he's probably like 19 he just looks young yeah i think so yeah. but he yeah. it was his first movie ever which i found out like that was the first time he'd ever been and it's funny that josh brolin is now like thanos <laughs> And I know, like, right? And he's the most famous villain of my gener of like my lifetime, probably. Like he's just the most like recognizable villain that everyone my age and younger would be like, oh, that's Josh Brolin. Yeah. And people and some people would have no idea if they'd only seen like Avengers. Yeah. Like, what? That's the same kid? Like obviously it's not a giant purple dude, yeah. but um yeah. So crazy. And yeah, the cat, like the kids together just it works so well. Mm-hmm. like it was just such a good group of kids and yeah. and you're right totally carries like the whole movie like you don't even really think about anybody older than yeah. you know yeah it's also crazy that only really sean astin and josh brolin had a had like have a career into their adulthood like i wrote down Corey feldman do you want to hear Corey feldman's four-year run of movies that he did in four years in a row yeah it's amazing go for it aliens <laughs> goonies stand by me and lost boys literally four years in a row like mm-hmm. and then he just went off a cliff and yeah i don't know why would, would um, did he get caught up into something or he just like didn't, couldn't get roles anymore i don't know yeah i think he got caught up into some stuff and there's he you know recently has been pretty open about some stuff that he him and Corey Haim experienced in the business um, mm-hmm. some pretty terrifying stuff yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah, I I love Feldman. Like, cause literally Goonies, Stand by Me, and Lost Boys are like up there for me in favorite movies. And um, also in The Burbs, which we've talked about. That I don't know if you've watched it yet. Yeah, <laughs> great movie that he's in. Um, yeah, he was also in Gremlins. Yeah, like, he had a good. He had a really good run. Yeah. How do you think yeah. this movie is has remained so relevant, even though like we'll, we'll get into like it looks like shit. It's age, maybe not the best as you think it has, but like, why does it remain so relevant to not only your age and maybe older, but like maybe my age and the kids younger? Well, I think it's just that classic story of like, yeah, going out on a crazy adventure with your friends. And like, I will admit that as a 38 year old woman, I still daydream of like going out and doing stuff with my friends, like hopping on our bikes and going out and finding a pirate ship or whatever. Like, I think that's just so relatable. And also that, you know, the kids were kind of the underdogs. They weren't the cool kids in school. Um, I think that's relatable for everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, that's just so relatable. It's and it's big, just fun. It's just yeah. fun. Like, serious about it. It's just great. I, that, like, I'll talk about it later, but I guess what I really love about this movie as like a, as a whole, when I'm talking big picture, is that it just knows what it is. And that's what Spielberg yeah. is amazing at. Every like he's done lots of genres of movies, like Saving Private Ryan and Goonies, fucking totally different movies. But they know yeah. he knows who he is in in every movie. He's like, hey, I'm doing the Goonies. It's fun. There's maybe one moment in the movie where you're kind of like, oh, like oh, that was like yeah. I felt something. But like other than that, it's just strictly fun. It can be on in the background. You can just like kind of jump in, jump out. You can like say the lines, and then when he does Saving Private Ryan, it's like. 
holy shit, I got to sit down. Like I'm glued to the TV and I'm just kind of like fucked up after like it's so, but yeah, like that's, that's interesting. You brought that up. Like the goodies just like knows who it is, like knows what it is. And so, and I think Spielberg yeah. does the whole time. Yeah. It's not pretending to be anything deep or heavy or whatever. It's just a good, fun movie. Yeah. And, and you're right. Spielberg is very good at that. There's a couple moments in the movie where I'm like, I, I don't know if I want to bring it up now or should I save it for later, but just like if I could recast someone in the movie, I think I would, but um, really? okay. do you want to do it now or do you want to do it later? What is that going to be like the Al Pacino essentially? Kind of the Al Pacino, but it's also like a what's up with that kind of both. Let's save it. Let's save, let's it. save it. All right. Well, yeah. let's save it. Do you have anything else you want to like talk about before we get into the categories or anything? Mm, no, I don't think so. All right. Let's, let's take a quick break and we'll get into the categories. All right, we're back with the categories. Start with category one, Mount Rushmore, where we give our top four scenes. So I'll give my top four, and then you bring in anything that I didn't mention, all right? Okay. All right. So the first one I have is... It's a long scene, I guess. So it's like the truffle shuffle, like that part. And mm-hmm. then, but then they're in the whole house, which has, you meet Mouth, you meet Data, you meet even Mikey, you meet a little bit of Brand. And then like, and then it kind of tops off with Mouth, like speaking Spanish with Rosita or Rosetta yeah. or whatever. And that whole scene is, is so funny. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, Mouth truffle shuffle was like so iconic. Yeah, that's yeah. Mouth at his best. Mm-hmm. Um. Chunk's life story that scene when he's in the car and he's like when I was three and four and then and then he does like the whole barf bit um, yeah that's classic um then I jump all the way to the piano scene I guess when they're playing the piano and or Andy's playing the piano and it's crumbling and they're like it's kind of like high, it's like a really high stress moment in the movie where it's not that high stress even though there's booby booby traps or booty traps or whatever throughout the whole movie you don't really feel like it's high stress you're like oh they're gonna win it's a bunch of kids of course they're gonna win but i actually feel like one of the very first early times the piano scene i actually thought they were gonna die yeah and it was scary yeah so Mm -hmm. and then when chunk and sloth show up to the ship at the end um and they save the day and they they get out and and all that it's 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 classic and it's also like a really cool set it yeah also, the thing you could have told me they filmed that at West Ed when I was a kid. I'm like, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, those are my top four. Do you have anything else? Cool. I had uh, I had some different ones. I did have the truffle truffle, obviously, because it's so iconic. Um, and uh, I had the the attic scene when they find the the map. Yeah. Because in sort of like you were saying with the house scene, like it's so hectic. There's like yeah. so much going on. They're all talking over each other. There's like insane shit up in that attic <laughs> that's bizarre and like I want to know more about. Um, yeah, so I love that. Like I love when Mouth puts his like tongue through the painting, like yeah. and who hasn't done that at some point, like with a magazine or whatever. Right? Like so good. Um, so yeah, sort and it parlays into like the entire house scene mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Um, what else? I also love. I mean, just when they, so basically once they get past the, uh, the piano and they go down the water slides yeah, and then land in the water 
and they see the ship and the water is like such an awesome green color. Like it's just, it's so magical and wonderful and something I wish I could experience in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and also I've just never understood why there isn't like a Goonies water park. Yeah. Right? Like with the slides, with the ship, like it would be so much fun what other kind of slides would you want to bring in? Like, so like that slide with like, there's six exits. So six people go at once, but then what other, what other kind of slides? I don't know. I mean, you could do like crazy ones, like ones with like boulders coming at you. Yeah. And you could do like, you're in like a vehicle maybe kind of, or yeah. like some sort of boat or like a canoey thing. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, like, like a full drop one from when like data falls down. Yeah. Thing is like hanging there. It could be like a bungee cord thing, but like with fucking mouth clippers or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should. Maybe we should not, but like more safe, you know? <laughs> we should start that. We should like start planning. Like, I, I, it's so crazy to me that there hasn't been a Goonies themed water park. Yeah. I never even thought about that, but like, let's take this business idea after this podcast and let's just just run with it. Agreed. Yeah, totally. Um, and then my only other one was I had like the, it's not really a scene. It's more like the opening sequence with the Fratellis and the police chase. And then you kind of get like a shot of each kid and it, it's just great. Like the music is cool and it's setting everything up, but something that I hadn't realized until just watching it now was like those shots of the kids, like in the 30 seconds that you have like literally sum up each yep. kid it's like andy's the cheerleader boom we know who she's gonna be data's like has one of his inventions go wrong boom that's him the rest of the <laughs> chunk chunks eating pizza in a hawaiian shirt playing video games awesome give me more of that kid it just like sets it up so well mouth speed uh, fucking like just a, a jackass yeah just a mouthy little <laughs> kid that's awesome and amazing so yeah those are mine What's your favorite then? If you had to pick one. <clears throat> I mean, Truffle Shuffle is just like, it's so hard to not like that or, or the scene that, like you said, when they come down and like the, hey, you guys, that's, yeah. So just is so iconic and amazing. And also with the Truffle Shuffle, like the weird door setup, like yeah. why? Why yeah. is that a thing? <laughs> why, who, what parent is like, yeah, totally makes some weird trap with a chicken to, <laughs> So that people can get into our home. Like it's so weird and yeah. awesome. I yeah. uh I have a couple questions for what's up with that. So I'll save I'll save my like my questions for yeah, yeah definitely like around around it's like <laughs> why? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, my favorite scene would be just I guess the whole first scene in the house. I'm kind of it's it's like it's a long time, but like that whole part's like I'd re I would rewatch that every night. Yeah. Um yeah. My favorite. Love it. Let's go to category two. What still works? Um, just the eighties style in this movie, like like the clothing, um, but also like just the specific movie taste. Like I, we talked a lot about Days and Confused last week about how the seventies, uh, like when you do movies about the seventies, I feel like they're kind of lost. Like I, I feel like no one really does them, but the eighties is it's pretty overdone. I think. Yeah. But like it's still awesome to go back to the eighties. I, I don't know why the, people love the eighties and people just skip the seventies and even the nineties. Like I want to go back to the eighties. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially now too, I think with like the eighties and the nineties stuff coming back to like the yeah. styles stuff, like it's weird to watch stuff and 
you know, like five years ago, I would have cringed at wearing a scrunchie or whatever. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, and a crop top and, and mom jeans. Amazing. I look <laughs> fucking amazing. But five years ago, you know, I never would have been caught dead in it. So it's yeah. cool. And that sometimes comes back around. Um, it's probably one of the best. I never thought about it until today. It's one of the best 24 hour movies. Like it all happens yeah. in one day. Yeah. Like it's not technically like it's not Ferris Bueller where it's literally like one s- sleep or like even training day is all one sleep. It's kind of like Days to Confuse where it's kind of like it goes like what time is it when they are in the boat? Is it like three in the morning? I don't think so. That's the thing. I I was thinking about this too, and so I think they landed. I think I read somewhere that just through all fans and whatever they landed on that it's a Saturday and it starts early in the morning. Cause Melt is like talking about how this should be the best last weekend and obviously yeah. not the school. And it's set in October. There's like a shot of a calendar that's October. So it would technically be in school. So it's gotta be a weekend. And then I was thinking about it. I'm like, they don't go that far. No, like they bike to the Fratelli's place and then they go underneath and they're just along the beach the entire time. Yeah. And then come out. And it's like the classic canopy shot with the rocks or whatever. Like they really don't go that far. So I can't imagine that it's that long. Although the parents seem pretty concerned by yeah. when they meet up. Yeah. But it's like life. So it's probably I don't think it's that long. Like I think it's an all one day movie, I guess. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I guess because like when Chunk goes to see the police or whatever, it's dark, and then when they come out, it's light. That's true. That's a very good point. Yeah. It must like be over, from the it must be like five in the morning, six in the morning. It's dark. Yeah. I never thought about that. What the yeah. hell? No. But it's certainly not like the kids aren't missing for days. No, no, no. But it's no. a bit of time, enough for their parents to be like, where the hell are they? Yeah. Um, yeah. The screenplay, it's awesome how they write the kids. Um, it's awesome. Like, the jokes, all that stuff. Like, if you're gonna get someone to write a movie, Chris Columbus and Steven Spielberg are probably gonna do a good <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. How they you 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 mentioned this, but how they like introduce everyone in the first five minutes. I really really like when they do that in ensemble movies. They do like Days and Confused. I talked about they do that too. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's the best way to introduce. When you have ensemble cast movies, when there's like I don't know six leads, you got to do it in the first five minutes. So people are like, oh, this person, this person, this person. Um, yeah, it's, it's yes. a really good scene. I, I'm kind of pissed. I left it off my scenes, but like, it's a, it's a good, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the child cast, we talked about it, but it's led by children. Like this movie is driven by children and it's sometimes those movies flop on their face. Um, mm-hmm. this one didn't. So, um, yeah, the truffle shuffle bit that like, that just little bit is just so it's probably the most iconic shot in the movie probably yeah yeah like people yeah but it's also like it's also kind of cringe at, i'll talk about it in the cringe months but i also have like i have some like i want to like be like okay why are you yeah um yeah but everybody's done it yeah or everybody's demanded that somebody do yeah. the trouble yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not get too crazy we've yeah. all been there yeah we've all done yeah um like the josh brolin uh sean astin like their chemistry in this movie is really good and then there's that one little moment where uh mikey's outside and he when they realize they're gonna lose the house kind of the start and then 
Bran comes around and they like hug. Yeah. And he like carries him and is like feet are dragging. Yeah. It's so good. That was another one of my favorite scenes, actually. It's such yeah. a good moment, especially between two brothers, like yeah. Yeah, who are kind of seem like they don't get along and like they're different, but you know, at the end of the day, they're still brothers and he's gonna yeah. look out. Yeah, yeah, such a good yeah. Um <laughs> I noticed this today. There's a part where what's the blonde hair girl's name? I never remember her name. Steph. Steph? Yeah. Okay, her. She's like the most like non-recognizable person in the movie. Sorry, out of the six people. She's just kind of there. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. I love- so let, it, it, it goes like in any order. Mikey, Chunk, Data, uh, Mouth, Brand, uh, who I'm, uh, Andy, and then her. Sorry. I guess, but to me, she's, she's way funnier than Andy. Like Andy's annoying. Andy? I find. Andy? Like I, I relate as like a girl who watched it and was like, wait, why aren't there any girl goonies? Like I always hated that. That's part of my, one of my cringe things. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, the girls like Steph is totally the one who's like, Oh my God, like, this is ridiculous. What are we doing? Like, I feel like I'm babysitting, but I'm not getting paid. Like, <laughs> it's so good. Making fun of Andy for being obsessed with the boys. I love it. I relate more to Steph than saying Andy as a girl, but whatever. Anyways, this little <laughs> part that she has, um, she gets, she like breaks her glasses and she does the whole Velma thing. Where are my glasses? I broke my like Velma from Scooby Doo. Where like when Velma loses her glasses in Scooby Doo, yeah, yeah. Like, broke my glasses. Like literally, it's word for word what Velma says. Like I don't know if they did that on purpose or but or just it's just by accident. But <laughs> I thought that was funny. Like it's literally I looked it up word for word. Um, so that's I feel the like only, that was probably on purpose, right? Yeah, that's the only moment she has this movie where it's even relatable. Anyways. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um. When Chunk cries, like, on demand, that's actually hard. And he's, I don't know, probably 11, 10, maybe. Yeah. And, um, I, as an act, as, like, I used to act, it was, it's it's really hard just to cry whenever they are like, yo, cry. It's like, uh, and you just try to, like, push tears. It's hard. And he does a good job. Yeah. No, he does a great job. Yeah. Um, ah. It's it's classic '80s movie where where like Mikey it does like the movie speech where he's like, "Come on, guys, we we can't do, we have to keep going, Goonies, Goonies, blah, 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 blah. like, oh yeah, he goes on the spiel, so annoying, but like it's it's kind of classic. Yeah, you need that. You have to have that character. Yeah, obviously to drive I, it. That's, ugh, I guess I kind of step. I have Sean Aston thoughts later for like I'll talk about it later. <laughs> um. Mikey kissing Andy, that that little bit is awesome. That's a cute, like I don't know, like that's a good, just a good scene. It is, yeah. But it just wasn't hilarious for a scene. It's just like a moment. Yeah. Um, and then the last one you you brought it up though, but it's like that water slide would be like the water slide thing would be so dope. Yeah. Like filming that would be unreal. Right, like that's like you went to work and did that. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good day at work. Yeah. As a twelve-year-old or whatever. So that's all what still works. You got anything? Yeah, I had like really similar stuff, like in terms of just obviously the story. It's just so great. You can't beat it. The kids, the cast. Uh, uh, so the only thing that I had that was really different was, and you had sort of touched on it earlier, like just Spielberg magic. Like you can't, it never doesn't work. Yeah. It's always awesome. Yep. I don't know how he does it, but we need it and we love it. 
Yeah, he's probably my favorite director ever, I think. Like, yeah. And then probably after that would be Fincher. He'd, he'd be my second favorite. Like, those are my favorite two, like, who makes movies, those people. Yeah. And I mean, you can obviously have like stylistic choices about different directors or whatever, but if you're just putting it down to like who makes fucking awesome movies all the time, Steven Spielberg. So, yeah. how is that your favorite director? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. We agree there. Um, I think for me, what works the best is probably just the chill, like the child, like the child cast leading the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 You can't beat it. Like it works so well. If there was one kid that was out of place, it wouldn't work. And they all work. Wow. There's one kid. I think. Place. <laughs> but it still works. Yeah, but I think he's just. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's do category three. Three <laughs> moments. Okay. Um, other than data, it's an all white cast. It's kind of kind of tough. Yeah. Kind of tough. Yeah, I had that as well. And I think even in terms of data, like it's a, obviously a pretty stereotypical representation of a of an Asian character, and we see that as well with a Spanish speaking housekeeper. Yeah. Not great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Not great at all. Do you think it's too long? I think it's a little long. I think it's like seven minutes too long really seven minutes is very specific i don't think this movie i think this movie would have been better at like 142 i think it's at like 151 or something no i got no complaints with the timing of it i'm I'm a big like i always bring up in every pod like his movie's too long and stuff but i think this movie didn't i think there's like seven minutes you could probably cut in some part so what would you cut there's some just dialogue stuff i just i i don't feel that like the chunk sloth it's a little much i think you cut that um you cut for telly stuff like just just the, i don't know the thing about the fratellis is that they don't even go into any backstory about why they are who they are like why are they bad like why do they do this so like why do i need that much if you're gonna go into them if you're gonna have a lot of scenes with them like i want to know why they're like that like why do they treat sloth like this why like what happened to their dad yeah. why why was the one guy in jail like why but yeah then just cut just have them basically being the chase people like i don't want to see them that much then okay i get that that's i see what you're only, saying that's my only thing on the length would just be probably cut those characters out a little bit more and just make it more about the kids yeah there'd be nothing wrong with that absolutely like you don't even need like so the whole the whole like their conflict is that the Fratellis are chasing them is, is one conflict. The other conflict is that they need the money so that their dad doesn't move. And the other conflict is like the traps, like all that shit. Yeah. That's enough conflict. You don't need the Fratellis chasing them really, to be honest. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. When you break it down like that, but kind of need like a villain, like an actual like villain. Yeah. Like no, just an idea of like oh we're gonna lose our house like that's just an idea of a bad thing or a scary drop or whatever but you kind of do still need i think somebody pushing you through that like maze and gauntlet or whatever of all these traps and stuff yeah maybe i would have like maybe a little bit differently like the Fratellis found out about the treasure map some other way from not from Chunk and that they were just happened to beat it at the same time and the Fratellis are like, oh, like we want it. So we're going to get there before you guys do. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, that's just like, I'm really nitpicking now. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Um, <laughs> the truffle shuffle part, like, it's kind of like, it, it's funny and stuff, but it's also like really, I don't know, it's kind of stereotypical and like a little bit like, mean i guess to jeff cohen the guy who plays chunk or lawrence it's like yo dude just shake yourself yeah (laughs) yeah yeah unless he was like hey i can do this cool thing and i want to do it on set it's like okay but if they were like hey we want you to do this that would have been kind of tough as a little kid absolutely i actually read somewhere that he actually did really struggle with a lot of it because he was self-conscious about his weight so like the thing where he needed to like over and over again, like spray the whipped cream into his mouth or whatever. Like he really struggled with that because it's embarrassing. Like he's like, I'm so depressed. And then squirts about like, which is funny, but like to a kid, it's not, it's not great. So yeah, I agree that that's, it's not great. Yeah. Um, It's really dark. Like it actually, like not like it's just dark all the time. Like it's hard to see if you're not watching it when it's dark out. Like I, it really bothers me. It really bothered me today watching it. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it's a glue. I mean, I Oregon is a, a gloomy place. Yeah. So. I know they're in a but, cave yeah. a lot of it and it's gloomy and it's fall, but like, I can't see some people's faces sometimes. Yeah. Like, it I looks like they like, build it on a phone sometimes. Yeah. I do wonder if there was like a an updated version that they could just jack up the color of it that it would maybe make a difference, but I sort of like it. I think it creates like a, a vibe obviously of Oregon and yeah. yeah, trapped in a cave. And, and I think too, talking about like when they come down into the water slide and that like green pool of water, like that really plays into it, that it is a bit darker and in the cave and stuff. So I think that I like that, but, but yeah, yeah, we are saying. Um, the sloth character, I think like how they treat him and like what his character is supposed to like represent and stuff is really, I don't know. I, I just felt like they didn't need to be like that at all. I feel like you could have got, yeah. you could have got what Sloth is like. Sloth is an outcast character. He's an outcast brother and he's just trying to help his new friend with Chunk's friends. Like, and he just didn't need to make him like that. I don't think, I think you could have done it a totally different way and have been just as effective. I think it's really, it's really hard to watch. I think. Yeah. That's, that's my number one too, is just the treatment of somebody who's you know a disabled person or whatever like chaining them to a wall is horrific and then and then at the end when they're sort of like describing what happened to him and she admits that she like dropped him multiple times and it's like child abuse like yeah that's it's you don't want to see it by any means like i just think that whatever his character his character is is basically helps chunk get back to the friends that's like what he is and and you know, we could have done it so many other ways that weren't the way that they did. Yeah. 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 It's pretty hard to watch. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the last, the last thing I have was, you know, those bats that come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it looks like just terrible. <laughs> so bad. So bad. It's like, so what is that? I was convinced on rewatching it that I could like see strings hanging. Like I was convinced, but then I was reading about it and apparently it was like, it's just like paper mache and bow ties that they like <laughs> shot out of a canyon, a cannon at the kids. Hold on. Let me, let me refer to my notes here because I wrote it down. Um, yeah. The bats were bow ties and paper mache shot out of a cannon. So I guess they weren't hanging. I was convinced I saw strings, which I was like, you know, it's a long time ago. Obviously the technology is much better now, but yeah, yeah just shooting shit at them is also <laughs> weird. 
Um, like literal garbage. They just shot garbage. Out. <laughs> That's all my cringe moments. Do you have anything else? No, those were you, you hit on all my big ones. The yeah. stereotypes and sloth. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to yeah. category four. Who is the most dateable person and why? First of all, I kind of put nobody because they're kind of like all kids. Yeah, this was like my cringy thing, this question. <laughs> Thinking about a child like that. But like, I, uh, so I put nobody and then like even the adults, like none of them are dateable, obviously. But um, if I was in high school, which I'm not that far removed, I, I think I liked Andy more than Steph. Yeah, we know. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I was the same. I'm like, this is so weird. I'm way too old to be thinking of these children like this. At least I've seen some of these actors grow up and they actually are older than me. Yeah. So I suppose I could assume, you know, as they grew up to be something else. Would you date Rudy? Uh, Would you date Rudy from Sean Astin from Rudy? <laughs> yeah, I had, I had Mikey down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he seems like a real passionate guy, real serious, very loyal. I think those are good qualities in a person. Yeah. Today. let's just continue to move on i feel like this question's a little weird for us it's awkward yeah yep. all right <laughs> uh category five what's up with that where we talk about plot holes <laughs> and any other questions about the movie i have some questions you brought it up earlier about like the weird fence thing why isn't <laughs> like they're like um uh, what's his name mouth's like chunk truffle shuffle you can't come in he's why doesn't he just like open the door or like even hop the fence just like fuck you man <laughs> yeah and then why is the fence like why do they have this weird invention intricate thing because they also de- they develop mikey and, and brand's parents to be like super high strung like why would they even let them do that yeah it's very odd like unless it was like a weird data collab where they like set this up as kids but exactly what parent is just gonna like allow your front yard to have a chicken in there and a fucking bowling ball like rolling down like it's so it's so weird like it it works obviously because there's a lot of weird stuff but, but it is very much like who are these people like, what kind of family is this? yeah <laughs> and then why isn't chunk just like fuck you man and just like hops the fence or just opens the door yeah or be like screw it i'm out if you don't get to know about the dope police chase that i just saw like screw you mouth <laughs> whatever yeah no it is very weird um do you think that macaulay culkin could have done a better job as mikey Ooh. no i I know macaulay's a little young at the time i think home alone was like 90 right yeah so he was like probably like four at this time so he was probably too young to it but like let's say macaulay culkin in like 90 around home alone 2 so like 92 he's probably like 10 there do you think he could have done a better job as mikey no i don't think so i think macaulay Culkin is like a little bit cooler than sean astin yeah you know like and that's not exactly who mikey is so i don't think so there's obviously something really lovable about sean astin like he plays like some of the most lovable characters like he's mikey's fucking samwise gamgee she's like literally the most lovable character in the history of anything literature and movies rudy and even in stranger things his character is like bob he's like he's well i don't know if you've seen that season when he's in it but it's he's a wonderful character yeah he 
yeah, he has something about him that's just like innately genuine and lovable and sweet. And I think Macaulay Culkin is like a bit more like of a wise ass. And he would have been yeah, like, more if they had to like put Culkin in it. He'd be probably more in the mouth, Corey Feldman. Totally. Part. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So why don't why doesn't Mikey's parents just move to another house in the city, in the same city, if all of their friends are there? Yeah. There's like some logistics about what kind of development they're doing that's literally going to wipe out the entire town. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit odd. Like, what is it they're building? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like, or like, I don't know, like, why do they, like, where are they moving to as well? Like, where are they going? Yeah, it seems like they really have no plan. (laughs) The mom has like hired a complete fucking stranger to come in and pack up her house. Yeah. Just so weird um yeah they don't seem like the most together of family (laughs) and people (laughs) um how much money do you think was in that fountain that they when they got to like the well thing a lot like it looks like there's a lot of coins down there like thousands you know thousands maybe a thousand but all pennies and nickels and shit yeah it's like loose change for sure But it's like it's there's a lot of shit down there. Yeah. So probably I never yeah I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like a thousand probably, which is a lot of loose change. Yeah. Like, could you imagine trying to take that to the bank? <laughs> Here. <laughs> or roll roll that shit up. Like, <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe people did that. Like that was a thing that people did. Now it's like so like archaic to do that. It is not archaic. I still do it. <laughs> well, like if you went to the bank with a penny and like your paper bag roller thing, and they'd be like, "What is this?" <laughs> yeah, but I've I've rolled like two. You know, when you just have like the loose change, so you throw it into a jar or whatever. I've rolled that up and taken it. Now I've learned there's like an entire machine that you just like dump it in, and it does it for you. But I used to take the time to roll it up. <laughs> Why? Would you, like you could just use loose change as like loose change. Why do you have to roll it up? That's just a lot of time. It's like, it's like, cause to me, it's like free money. It's like the discard stuff from like your purse or whatever that gets too heavy. Like you come back from the bar and you have like a fucking million toonies and loonies. So you just throw it into the thing. And then in like a few months when you're going on a trip or whatever, you're like, oh, sweet. That was like 300 bucks there. Yeah. Boom. My friends and I Throw always tell you that like when you pay with cash or stuff, it's basically just free. It's actually not out of your bank account. <laughs> that's absolutely that's why i never have cash with me because it just feels like free money yeah like i think about my debit card way more than cash yeah um who told told the parents at the end like where they were and like how they like blah blah like they all were just there yeah chunk never got to the police or anything so like what what's up with that yeah like it's a pretty big beach how do they end up at the exact right spot that they come out of and all together, yeah. all the parents will show up like at the same time. Like, what's up with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's all my what's up with that sees. Do you have any more? Uh, yeah, I have a couple. So the big one for me, which uh, I read more about, but at the in the last scene, Data says they fought an octopus. Oh. And at no point is there a scene with a giant octopus. But apparently, so I read up on it. It's always bugged me, but I've never like done a deep dive. I looked up, apparently there was an entire scene filmed with a giant octopus 
<laughs> I don't remember the specifics, but basically how they defeat the octopus is Data shoves a Walkman into its mouth, which is like the raddest thing ever and like the most <laughs> 80s thing of life to shove a Walkman into a giant octopus and take it out. Like, what? I want that scene. I want it so bad, like give it to me. So it was filmed, but they cut it, but they didn't cut the line where he literally says, we fought an octopus, well, fighting the octopus was really scary or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know why they left that in. Yeah. What's and up why that? they would cut out such an amazing scene. Yeah, what's up with that? What is up with that? Like, are you kidding? A Walkman <laughs> as a weapon? It's amazing. It's so fantastic. So 80s. So 80s. And I, yeah. I wish, I wish. Um, so I had that one. And then also like at the end when they just pull out the jewels and then they're like, oh, sweet. And they just rip up the deed. Like I'm no jewel expert, but is that <laughs> enough money to cover wiping out an entire town? Like nobody was like, hey, I'm going to check those jewels. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, look, look at that marble bag of jewels. Done. Like Deal's Troy's over. Bad. Troy's dad wasn't like, he was like, oh no, no. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Money. He like if if Troy's dad was probably like, oh no, let me fucking count that shit. Yeah, exactly. Like anybody who's losing a major deal would probably be like, no, nah, I want a checker. I want somebody to check this. Yeah. Not just, oh, Goonies got me. Like, yeah. <laughs> you you and your meddling kids. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm sure jewels are worth a lot of money, but I don't know. They could all be fake. Who knows? Yeah. It just seems like a, you know, a quick decision to be like, we're over, this is done. Yeah. Um, I think that was sort of it. I also was like, there's a lot of areas where like, like obviously when brand just like shows up, it's like, how did you, how, how did you know where they, you literally fell down a cliff. You were pushed off a cliff on a child's bike. And then <laughs> you were just like, yo, here's my bro. I'm going to help him out with these. <laughs> crazy mobsters and then andy and steph also just show up yeah like how what 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 where yeah Those like he literally flew down a cliff you were cruising in a convertible and then you were like let me out and you scaled down the cliff to the beach and then found them it's weird what's up with those, those were those are my big ones yeah all right we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with category six all right category six freaks and geeks where we completely nerd out with camera angles weird quirks about the movie etc etc according to sean astin he was allowed to keep the treasure map used in the film several years later his mother patty duke discovered it thought it was just a crinkled piece of paper and threw it in the trash Huh, that was Can you awesome. imagine? I'd be I'd be so pissed. <laughs> um, yeah. Another one, sorry to interrupt you, but just because we're talking about the math, was that uh, the production designer cut his own finger and bled on it so that it looked like super authentic. Didn't he? I also heard like he put coffee on it too. Yeah. Yeah. He so he made it look like really old and dirty with like coffee and whatever. And then he's yeah. like, eh, it needs more. So he just like sliced his finger and blood all over it like that's some dedication to your craft 
yeah, he basically did like the the hangover Zach Galifianakis cut. <laughs> yeah. Blood brothers. Blood brothers. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> um, when rocks are falling from the cave ceiling, Data screams, holy S-H-A-T. He said he spelled the, the swear because his mother made him promise not to use any bad language on set. <laughs> Adorable. The pirate ship was entirely real. All the shots were filmed in the ship. After the film, it was offered to anyone who would take it. No one wanted it, so the ship was scrapped. Imagine just being like, who wants it? And everyone's like, I don't, where? Where do I put this thing? In my backyard? <laughs> so I read this also, and I was like, what would I do in that situation? But I'm that person where, like, if anything's free, I'm like, yep, yeah, I'll take it. Like, I'll I don't even care. After. Yeah, totally. I would have been like, yeah, I'll, yeah, I got it. And then I would have had to like spend thousands of dollars renting some fucking giant space to store my hundred foot pirate ship. But how awesome would that have been? Maybe, maybe the pirate ship from Goonies is actually in West Ed and we can just go see it whenever. Maybe that's it. Exactly. Uh, June June 7th was officially declared Goonies Day by the mayor of Astoria, where the movie was filmed during the 25th anniversary celebration in 2010. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. We need to go. Let's let's do a trip. Astoria. It's in Oregon, right? Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then the one like cool shot. It's not like no like Christopher Nolan crazy shots in this movie, but uh the one shot is like really iconic is then when when they're the four of them are all looking at the map for the first time and it's just like kind of like the top of their forehead. Yes. That's all that's really cool. Yeah, just their eyes and then like the lightning goes in the background. Yeah. So good. I have that down too. Yeah. I love it. That's all mine. Like, there's nothing like crazy camera work or anything. So, that, unless you have anything other like weird facts. No, I had. I have one other shot. I do like the shot of them when they're going through the cave. I can't remember what part it's at, but basically when they walk through, it's the skull and it's like lit up between like the eyes and the nose or whatever. I think that's like such a cool, yeah, iconic shot. Um, and then yeah, so like weird facts. The only that I had the about the ship so apparently yeah they built it and Richard Donner didn't want any of them to see it so they were he like left it nobody saw it so their first reaction was going to be filmed and recorded and Josh Brolin apparently went holy shit and it just like didn't work or whatever so they had to refilm it so it wasn't actually <laughs> a genuine like first shot of the ship which sucks but also is like a great story I feel like, here's how it went. Cuts to Josh Brolin. He looks at the like, holy shit. The director's like, fuck. So mad. Yeah. So mad, Josh. absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. Imagine, <laughs> like, imagine if Josh Brolin, like, didn't have a career and, like, that's why. Yeah, because Richard Donner just, like, blacklisted them. Because yeah. he, ru- he ruined his perfect shot. Yeah. Kevin Feig totally. calls uh, Richard Donner. He's like, hey, like, um... Josh Brolin put you as a reference. What do you think? He's like, yeah, I really fucked up my shot in Goonies back in 85, though. Yeah. No, you don't want to cast him. You don't want him seeing some Infinity Stone and ruining your shots. Bullshit. Guy sucks. Toxic environment. Just talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else did I have? I had a couple. Oh, so one that I found that was really cool was the Goonies-Gremlins connection. Mm. Don't know if you know about this. So when Chunk calls the cops from the Fratellis and he's trying to tell them what's happening and they don't believe him the cop says 
he like gives another like lie that or story that Trunk had called about once before. Uh, and then the other one that he says, he's like, oh yeah, sure. Is it like when those little creatures that multiply when you poured water on them? So he mentions that, which is Mogwai from Gremlins and the kid that pours the water on Gizmo to create them is Corey Feldman, Corey Feldman. in Gremlins. Yeah. Both written by Chris Columbus. So I thought that was cool. That was something I never caught before at all. Like I never just put it together. That was actually the reference. That's cool. So yeah, I dug that one a lot. Um, I think that was all I had for, for Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to category seven. The Brad Pitt Award for the best quote. Um, I got a few. Yeah, there's a lot. I, I don't have as many as I don't. I think you will. So, like, if I don't, <laughs> you can uh, finish them up after. But uh, mouth goes uh, at the very start of the movie. It's just like a throwaway line. And you, if you like kind of look away, you might miss it. But he's just like, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. Um, you just love it. Yeah. Uh, Bran or Josh Brolin, uh, when he, they get tied up and he's around that chair, he's like, "I'll hit you so I'll hit you so hard that when you wake up, your clothes will be out of style." It's a good one. Such a classic, like older brother thing to say too. Yeah, I've yeah. never. I got to use that line next time. Yeah, yeah, you got to use that on your siblings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a it's a Sean Aston just really overact, really going for it, but he's just like, "Come on, guys, this is our time." <laughs> All the ones that are like I find really endearing and amazing, you're gonna be like, this is terrible. This is so overactive. I'm I haven't like, oh even, my god, I cried every time. I haven't even gotten into my Sean Aston like my my rant yet, which it will be later. But uh oh, a classic mouth line when they're like it's uh Brand and Andy are about to like kiss and he's just like, Come on, Brand, slip of the tongue. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um another one, Goonies never say die. It's like, all right, man, relax. It's a classic line, though. But um, Troy, Troy, like he's he's uh, down the well, and he's just like, Andy, you goonie. It's a good one. Yep. And then the last mm-hmm. one I have is, Hey, you guys. It's a classic. Yeah, like there's obviously those ones that you just can't. Like, hey guys, goonies never say die. Like we've all said those obviously i literally have like two pages of quotes <laughs> let's hear them so the whole chunk confession is just like we've we talked about it before is just amazing like it's so good i don't i really don't even know what my favorite part is i love that it's like a cutaway between each story yeah like and then this one time and then this one time and then this one time which is like such a classic kid way to tell a story yeah um like obviously the puking one is just when he does the (laughs) 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 he's just like sobbing like i've never felt so bad in my entire life like so good but also when he talks about like pushing his sister down the stairs and blaming the dog like if you have siblings it's all just so relatable yeah and awesome um i love the trunk one when they let when they land on the ship him and that sloth and they're like chunk and he's like no it's captain chunk and he's got like the full hat on and like a stupid little sword like yeah. where did he even get that so good <clears throat> um again when the fratellis go to put 
Chunk's hand into the blender and he says, no, I'm too young. I want to play the violin. Like what? <laughs> That's your life goal is to play the violin. Not just that you'd be maimed for life with all your <laughs> fingers cut off, but like, oh, my violin career. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, when the statue breaks and Mikey goes, oh no, that's my mom's favorite part. Yeah. So good. Um, classic. I'm going to set the booty traps. You mean booby traps? Yeah, that's what I said. Booby traps. <laughs> that says it wrong every time. Yeah. Um, what else do I get? Uh, so I love the home. What home? In a couple more hours, it ain't going to be home anymore. Come on, guys. This is our time. Our last time to see if there really is any rich stuff. God. <laughs> Come on. And I say rich stuff all the time when I'm talking about like whatever jewelry or money or whatever I always say rich stuff yeah comes from there you just you know it's it's the passion that he has in the delivery <laughs> okay we'll we'll get to your hatred of it we'll get to your hatred of it the last one i'm gonna say is uh there's a great mouth one I don't know. I can't find. I literally wrote down so many that I can't find. Moving on. Oh, no, I got it. You got I got it. it. And he sends it to staff at the very end. And he says, your looks are kind of pretty when your face isn't screwing it up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. That, there's more, but we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. All right. <laughs> I find it to be a very quotable movie. <laughs> Let's go to category eight, the blind pig award. For the character you'd want to bring down to, to the grungy old bar and have a good time with one night and one night only, and then wake up in the morning and just be like, ah, I can't believe I hung out with that person. Don't want to see them again. So they're kids. Can't really bring them to the bar. But I feel yep. like for me, the only character that I would, I think I could hang out with for one night and then I would get annoyed with would be Mouth. I think he would really annoy me after, after like a day. Yeah. Yeah. I think he would be grating after a while, especially if you get a few drinks into him. Yeah. But he's yeah. also like nine. <laughs> or yeah, we're we're picturing older mouth, eight legal mouth. Yeah, still the same kid. That kid's not changing by the time no. he turns eighteen. His name is still Mouth. It still applies. Yeah. And yeah, you get a few drinks at him, and I don't think it's it's a good night. Yeah. yeah. Do you have anyone else? Uh, so mine mine's a little controversial. <laughs> All right. So I didn't. I felt the same way that I was like, well, it's weird to pick a kid. So I went with. Mama Fratelli. Oh. I know. Controversial because she's clearly a very horrible person. But I feel like this lady has some stories. Probably. She's seen some, she's seen some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So one night and then I can hear all this like crazy wild stuff. And then the next day, like never see this human being or like call the cops and rat her out. <laughs> what what's her what's her karaoke song you think what's her go-to because the blind pig <laughs> was very known for its karaoke is it okay i don't know like shit no i mean she she's a partier i think yeah she's a little bit yeah. older too so a little bit older yeah um i don't know but i feel like she'd get down with some acdc you know <laughs> A little back in black. 
Yeah, a little black and black. Well, black sure. and black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's got the, she's got the tats. You know, she's got the beret. It's yeah. a cool look. She has a cool look going on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So controversial choice, but I don't know. I feel like it would be the the most interesting. The like, I'd walk away from that night being like, "Yo, you guys have to hear what I did tonight." I think I would also so, go to jail if I brought mouth to the blind pig at nine years old. Probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not getting out of that. So, um, let's go to category nine. Is the Al Pacino award for overacting? <clears throat> um, you do you have anyone first before I go on my little like my little spiel? Do you have anyone? I have Troy. Yeah. He's too much. It's a lot. Like I know he's a douchey character, and that's supposed to be it. But he really goes for it. Like obviously the. Andy Uguni is like, I don't even hate that so much. It's like when he grabs the sweater off the bucket, like so intensely and like stretches it out to show his name. And then when he like gets blown off the toilet, he's like, daddy, like, it's just, he's bad. He, he definitely, here's the story. I bet you this is what happened is that he was, he was supposed to be brand, but then they found Josh Brolin. So they made him Troy. Um, I don't yes. like, And then he was like, okay, well, I have to show them that I should be brand. So I have to just, really, I got this. And he's just really goes for it. And he's just like, hey, just man. goes for it. Yeah. He's like a poor man's Josh Brolin for yeah. sure. Like just in, not. In, a, in another not world, like, he's uh, Thanos. Yeah. And the guy <laughs> from moral. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but so, so mine's Sean Astin. And like, I've been kind of teasing this throughout the pod, but he's the same guy in every movie like mikey is rudy like he just grows up to be rudy he like he's just like he's so typecast as the same person in every movie and it's really annoying like he's he's really he's like too nice and some of his lines there's another line he has in the piano scene where he's really like oh there's a line where he's like well if you miss she's like i don't know if it's an a sharp (laughs) or a b flat and he's like well if we'll all be flat. We'll all be flat, and like no one laughs, and everyone's like, even Josh Brolin's is like, all right. <laughs> I don't know, like yeah, but we all know those people that make those shitty you know, jokes at like the wrong time. <laughs> sometimes he just gets outacted in scenes too. I feel like I feel like just everyone around him is just better than him. Yeah, I definitely don't feel you're wrong in that he's certainly been typecast in like the nice guy role, and it is it is the same pretty much always but i love it i love it and i'm not mad at it (laughs) i feel like you could find someone else like how old is river phoenix at that time do you think he could have been mikey probably yeah i mean i'm assuming he's the same age as like feldman and stuff so probably that's who. but again river phoenix is cool he looks cool cool make him cool no, but he can't be cool. They're the outsiders. They're the misfits. They're like the underdogs. The River Phoenix is also an amazing actor. I feel like he could do it. No, but there's some looks you just can't fake. Like River uh, Phoenix, good looking guy. Sean Astin, nope. Uh, whatever, uh, a guy. <laughs> not for me. Uh, a nice smile, whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, let's go on before I get into the bull. Let's just keep going. Okay, um, wait. I had one. I had an, another honorable mention for the Al Pacino, which is there's the scene where they're pulling the water pipes down and then it like cuts to the country club, the tennis scene and the water fountains going up and down. 
Yeah. And it hits the guy in the face and he literally flies back like fucking 25 feet and like flies into a chain link fence. <laughs> like it's a bit much. Yeah. It's like a tiny water fountain. A 10 year old is pulling on it and pushing it up. Yeah. Don't think it hit you with that kind of force. Yeah. Agreed. It, it was, yeah. It's much. funny. It's a good laugh, but it's a bit much. Yeah. Um, category 10 is the McLovin Award for the actor or actress who never misses in limited screen time under 15 to 20 minutes, give or take. I, it's basically between Chunk and Sloth because I feel like yeah. they're in it the least out of the <clears throat> characters. I, I think it's Chunk. Yeah, I agree. And those were exact the two that I was like trying to literally look up what their exact screen time was. And yeah, for me, it's Chunk. Like he just, he doesn't miss. It's You talk about the movie, you talk about Chunk. Yeah, it's great. He's really not in it that much. No, he's really not. No, yeah. I had one other like kind of maybe if if we were like going to be real strict on the rule of how much time, <laughs> and it was actually Chunk's dad <laughs> in the last scene because he's literally dressed in the exact same thing as Chunk, like Hawaiian <laughs> shirt and everything. He looks just like a great guy. You want to hang out with him? They bring him pizza. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's a great moment, but yeah, if we were gonna be real critical about the time limit, I was gonna go with with a chunk's dad, but it's chunk. Yeah, agree. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, the category number eleven is the Brooks Hatlin Award for how much jail time you would give to someone who has not seen this movie. So for me, it depends on the, how old the person is. So if if someone's like in your age range, like in their 40s 30s like an 80s kid I whoa guess. whoa whoa i'm 38 well like 30 i'm talking older <laughs> like 38 to yeah, 40s. Yeah. older than you for sure yes older than me it's probably like 10 10 10 12 year like like jail sentence but for like people someone my age is like i've never seen that but like okay like only five years in the can yeah so like nothing crazy nothing major you're not getting any you're not dying or anything so just go see i it. agree I agree. I literally, my notes are like in all caps, life in prison, no parole. That was like my first, when I first did this, clearly that's a bit harsh. It's a bit extreme. I've, I've thought about it and yeah, I think, may, and, and you're totally right. Age range does matter. Somebody in my age range, if you haven't seen this, it's like 10 years for me. You mm -hmm. gotta do 10 years. Like why? <laughs> yeah. Why, and just, and it's like not even so much 10 years, but me like sitting that person down and being like, are you okay? Like, do you, can I help you? Listen and there. let me help you by showing you this movie that for an hour and however long you're going to be in heaven. Yeah. And it's amazing. And you're going to feel so good afterwards. Like I'd be concerned about the person more than wanting to lock them up. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But you're right. The age range does, does make a difference. If you're younger. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't rail on you for not having seen it, but I would make you watch it with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, category 12 is scenes you wish you saw. So I that's the scene about the Walkman and the octopus. Like that now that I know that, I like that. Right. One. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Like how? And so I actually read too that um so there's no like uncut version of this like that was ever recorded like that you could get on VHS or DVD or whatever but that apparently sometimes uh back in the day 
if local stations would play or whatever, they would play the full thing and that that scene was in there. And I'm like, oh my God, why are you depriving everybody else of this like iconic scene? Yeah. Like um, I just picture it in my head and it's so fantastic. The only <laughs> other one I had was just like, we talked about earlier, but some sort of backstory about the Fratellis, like why are, why are they the way they are? Like there's no, they don't even really talk about it at all. Yeah. Agreed for sure. But I like the Walkman and the Octopus. That's just way better. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't, you cannot top killing an octopus with a Walkman. There's no topping it. It's so fantastic. Do, do you have any other scenes you wish you saw? Uh, yeah, I would have liked like now because we're in the era of like end credit scenes. I'd love to see Sloth going home with Chunk. Oh yeah, that'd been awesome. And the family, like that would be so heartwarming and wonderful. Also maybe like, I think it would be kind of hilarious to see when Chunk's doing his confessions, like see actual flashbacks of them. Like or, see like, him the in the theater. Yeah, like see him in the theater doing like the whoop, <laughs> and then like the whole puking thing. Yeah. Or pushing his sister down the stairs, whatever. Um, yeah, I think that was sort of it. I do, I am just like, again, I said this earlier, like I'm so curious about that attic. Yeah. There's like so much crazy stuff in there. And I know they sort of like briefly touch on that the dad's a curator for a museum. And he had done an exhibit for the history of Astoria. And those were all like the reject pieces. But like, there's like a full suit of armor, like those crazy, like electrode things. Like, I'd really like to know a bit more about that. Yeah, that'd be good. Cool. Yeah, like, what are the, where did that come from? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go to category 13. The elevator pitch, where we pitch each other a sequel or a prequel to the movie. So I'm going to paint you a little picture here. So. Fantastic. Is 2001 the credits roll and it's some Green Day song, so you know where you are. <laughs> some like Green Day <laughs> song, and it's like pans over a community <laughs> college, mm -hmm. and it's basically the it's basically the whole plot of the movie is like shot Mikey, Mel, Data, Chunk brand like all of them go to college together at a community college and it's basically like american pie <laughs> so like completely flipping it yeah but just with the same characters the same characters but it's like american pie vibes like they're at a college they go on maybe like a little adventure but they're like it's like a little, Most, a little yeah, drunk and, yeah 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 like but they're I, still I, losers I they're still losers but they're just like like mouths like a little alcoholic-y like 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 <laughs> and is trying to fight people or like kind of like mouthy at people and like gets into a fight and then he's like oh no i don't want to actually like just kind of like that uh, yeah i'd watch it yeah <laughs> like a thousand percent i'd watch that yeah it's like van wilder like totally stifler's <laughs> in it or uh sean williams it's like he's the guy that tries to fight mouth stifler is so in it like a thousand percent there's no way you're not casting stifler and uh what's the Oh, he's in it, but he's also in Shit's Creek, like the dad, Canadian guy. Oh, Eugene Levy? Yeah, he's in it too. Yes. Yeah. He's like, he's like their principal prof. or a prof. Yeah. Like something, some sort of mentor to like one of them. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. <laughs> really, really good. <laughs> and like way more of a pitch than I have. I don't have quite the, the setup that you do. 
What's your but I want to see a movie about Chester Copperpot. So like a prequel? Like a prequel. Yeah, totally. Because they refer to him as a reclusive scavenger. Mm. Right. And then he eventually dies trying to find one one eye Willie's treasure. But like I see like an Indiana Jones kind of vibe, but in like Oregon. <laughs> Who are you casting? Yeah, like I just I yeah, just like to know what other shit he got up to. He looks like a cool dude. And I'd be interested to see. Who are you casting as him? Ooh. An older, I mean, well, the first one that came to my mind was weird. So, who? Yeah, like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> well, they do show a picture of him, and he's a a white bearded man. <laughs> like he looks like Sean Connery from Indiana Jones in the yeah. Last Crusade. That's exactly what he looks like. Yeah. But yeah, like a younger version. I don't know. Who's like big into like the yeah. adventure sort of movies these days? Like Burt Reynolds? <laughs> like, are, we, are you making the movie in 1986 or are we making the movie now? No, I'm making the movie now. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were making the movie in the 80s because that's why those names came to my mind. Never mind then. Burt Reynolds in the 80s. Eddie Murphy in like a full leather suit. <laughs> like, <laughs> full on Indiana Jonesing it through they like, would cast, like If they did it now, they would cast like Chris Pine or Chris Pratt. That's who they would cast. Yeah. Unfortunately, Pratt was the first one that came to mind, and then I was like, "Oh no, get it out of there! I don't want it." But that's no, maybe they would, like they a they would cast one of the Chris's. Yeah, or like a young Tom Holland or something, like somebody super young, really get into how he got into the history of Astoria. <laughs> this is a terrible movie. Nobody wants to see my fucking movie. <laughs> is Burt Reynolds still? He's not still alive, is he? No, he passed away. I actually just watched, uh, so funny, I watched his, like, there's, like, a documentary on him on HBO that I watched today that's very good. If it was 1986, I would cast Burr Reynolds. Totally, yeah. Or Harrison Ford. I mean, I'd watch Harrison Ford in any sort of, like, archaeology role in any way. I I read, like, during that, um, reunited together with josh gad or whatever they talked mm-hmm. about how harrison ford was on the set of goonies wow that was pretty cool yeah that is cool random fact i wanted to throw out yeah. to you let's go to category 14 would you watch this as a broadway musical and then like would it work um i think it would work actually i actually do think it could like you could put it on stage i think decently now with like all the technology you can do, you, you'd be surprised what you can do on Broadway now. Um, you'd have to modify it a little bit, but like, I feel like the, like where you put the big dance break and stuff. So that would be weird, but I feel like you could modify it to a stage a lot easier than you think you would think. Yeah. I think like you've said on <clears throat> many other pods, like, could it be done? Yes. Should it be done? No. Nah. <laughs> I don't think I'd watch it. And I think, the biggest thing for me is I love the like the stuff with the kids where they're just like completely talking over each other and like half of it you can't even understand. Like I don't see how that translate to music personally. And I and I think that's like such a huge part of the movie that I love that I feel like it would be lost on stage. Yeah, agreed. But yeah. 
but I, I think it, yeah it would be cool to see like a giant ship and stuff on stage and you're right like nowadays it could totally they could pull it off but nah yeah pass yeah pass all right mm-hmm. 15 is the schindler's list to super bad rewatchability scale with schindler's list being an amazing movie but i would never see again and super bad being an amazing movie that i've watched over and over again where do you put the goonies 10 out of 10 clearly i watched it like as much as i was watching this movie to do this podcast i enjoyed watching it six times in the last week or whatever (laughs) (laughs) you know i feel it's a movie you can just like put i talked about this on the pod too uh, like a movie you can just kind of put on and maybe be doing other things and you come back in and you're just like bam back into it you walk away you check your phone whatever it's just it's just always holds up and it's always good agreed i don't yeah. know if i put it a 10 in the 10 it's probably like a seven or an eight but wow. I like today was the first time i watched it in like a year or so so yeah yeah it's also better and- in the summer i don't watch it not in the summer i was just gonna say that totally too like it's definitely a spring summer movie for me not pulling it out in the fall or the winter no yeah um, category 16 is the mvp of the movie whether that be a director writer screen um actor actress score cinematography whatever um here are my three nominees uh richard donner who directed it spielberg mm-hmm. and columbus together they both um wrote it mm-hmm. and then uh, Corey Feldman. <laughs> That's yes. my favorite nominee. But I, I, I think I think it's I think it's more of a two person. I think it's between Richard Donner and the writers. I, don't, I think Corey Feldman. It's like a you get nominated, but you don't win. Yeah, yeah. I had in terms of like cast overall, who am I picking as the MVP? And for me too, it's Mouse. Like Feldman's just so great. First of all, he's wearing like a Prince Purple Rain T-shirt, like. You're like you walk on yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah. just love it already. That's what I'm wearing. Um, um, the rain shirt. Are you? Yeah. I love it. Actually. You were raised right. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So yeah, I agree definitely, Feldman. Um, and obviously, like, because it was a pretty big breakout role for him. Like he went on to do a lot of other good things as we talked about. But I think for me, and it's just like just the ensemble of the cast of kids. Yeah. Like it just, I can't, I know you have some issues with some of them, but I feel like it's like just such a good group. I can't take one out and put somebody else in and they just work so well together. And I can't imagine trying to direct like a group of kids where you could probably, because I I would assume that a lot of the time they just let them go and, and that's what came out and it just, it works so well and holds up and yeah, so that those would be my two for sure. Yeah, I agree with the kids. I think the I think that's a good one. Um, I wouldn't mind giving the vote to them. Mm-hmm. I, I I probably think it's it's probably Spielberg and Columbus if I were to like pick one, just because they wrote such a good movie and wrote such a good like story, like a a good good place. Like this is where you are. Like you just know where you are and you're in such a good headspace and you're such a good mindset after you watch the movie. And even going into the movie after you've watched it a million times, you know what's gonna happen and you still feel good about it. And that's credit to the writing. But actually I now that I think about it, it's probably the cat, it's the ensemble cast. They do the best job of it. And that's why the movie is held up so well is because of these kids. So yeah. 
I agree. Yeah, for sure. And I think even to your point about Chris Columbus, like I, I always sort of thought like, well, it's not like a super original idea. It's like kids finding a treasure map and they Mm -hmm. go on a, you know, it's like not super out of the box. But then when I watched that reunited apart with Josh Gad and he like broke down, like, so it's a story about these missive kids whose parents are going to lose it to this big hedge fund company or whatever in Oregon and like all this sort of stuff and like really broke it down. It was like, it is kind of a weird synopsis when you think about it or an overall idea for a script. If you really, really break it down, like the overall encompassing thing isn't, isn't super out of the box, but um, so I would give him credit too, but yeah, the, the cast of kids is just, you can't without that, the movie just doesn't work. I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's the pod. So uh, thanks for coming that's on. That's the pod. Yeah, thanks you did for it. having me. No problem. I did it finally. Woo! You should do this again. <laughs> I'm down. Now I'm, I, like I said earlier, I'm challenging Mickey. Like, bring it, Mickey. <laughs> I want my ratings. I'm going to get all my fucking friends to listen to this. So my ratings go through the roof and I can show like hard facts. My eye <laughs> should be on all the time over Mickey. It's happening. All right. Mickey, let's go. <laughs> all right. This was so stressful. Like, I'm like, I've been riddled with anxiety for like a week about it. But I had so much fun doing it. Yeah, we did it. Um, yeah. As I always do, I will leave the audience with a quote for next week's pod. So here we go. <clears throat> Stop thinking. Let things happen and be the ball. Thanks for well, that was in not English. Thanks everyone for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace out. still here it's over go to bed go to work go i'll be here next week go bye